Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. First off, I'd like to apologize because I've been off the air for roughly about two weeks, and that's because uh, the kids uh, went on holiday, and uh, mea culpa, it's my fault, I didn't plan as I should have, and so I was caught unawares. I mean, basically, I dropped off the kids one day, and then um, the school admin is like, oh, are you showing up for the end of uh, year presentation? And I'm like, what? Holidays already? And of course, um, I hadn't planned, uh, come up with a new plan accordingly for how I would go about making the recordings with the kids at home and running around um, 247. I guess since we were done with the uh, whole COVID um, wahala, well, COVID is still um, alive in this part of the world, and we're still trying to deal with that. But basically, um, a lot of schools, public and private, have come up with ways for um, kids to come back to school safely, or relatively safely. And I just got lulled into that false sense of security, you know, having that... um, uh, you know, that steady schedule that you get into, for those of us who are self-employed anyway, where you drop the kids off in school and you have um, enough time if you work at home or if you have an office, uh, basically you have um, a couple of hours cordoned off to yourself to do stuff, like recording podcasts if you are one of those people who have a podcast like I do. So anyway, they were home um, and unfortunately I had gigs lined up that whole holiday period. Luckily, mom was around because my wife is back in school whole um, adult education thing learning about interesting things in capital markets and finance because that is the sphere that she's involved in law capital markets finance financial regulation those sorts of things really interesting stuff um where was i okay yes and so um, i had a busy week because i had a few things to do weddings and the sort and then after that we decided to go to the villa because we missed easter but all the cousins were at home and so the kids would get to see all their you know all their cousins and people that they haven't seen over the last um year or two so look at me thinking you get to the villa more hands i would have more time to catch up on work and podcasts and uh Lo and behold, a couple of my cousins, also thinking the same way, pretty much just dropped the kids with grandma and, you know, took off to do whatever it is that parents do whenever they need a break. And so they all just uh, dropped the kids at home. And so we had loads of kids running around and I had to supervise pretty much six kids almost every day. Yeah, there was some help, but, you know, since two of the kids were mine, I was particularly vested in making sure that uh, no harm was coming their way and well anyway to cut long matter short let's just say i didn't plan for this and that's why i was uh, gone uh, for two weeks but i have learned my lesson and i'm going to learn how to make more ad hoc recording sessions in the future so do not be um, surprised or offended if at some point in the future i'm making a recording and you hear six children or 10 or 14 in the background I'm just going to prioritize making sure that we have episodes available rather than making sure everything is perfect and speak and span and there's no um, noise in the background. Let's just, uh, I think I'll rather focus on consistency rather than being blindsided by stuff and then having to disappear for another week or two. So that's the promise that I'm making to you guys. I'm back now from my annual leave, in quote. 
and I'm not going to disappear anytime soon because now I have a new plan and that new plan is pretty much record whenever and wherever you can and just keep the microphone close to your mouth and uh, hopefully the noise of uh, the other people in the compound or whatever I happen to be involved in the middle of won't um, cut into uh, the experience. But then again, if it is going to ruin the experience for you guys, if and when those things happen, please reach out, let me know and uh, I'll come up with another plan. After all, isn't that what life is all about? Making plans, readjusting taking feedback and uh, charting a new course. Okay, so let's go on to what we're going to discuss for today. And it's um, something that I have a very strong personal opinion on. I'm going to use a couple of episodes to flesh that out. And it's uh, regarding the issue of um, contracts. Um, For those of you who've been on the podcast for a while, you remember that I used to be based in Lagos, and so uh, I can say with certainty that in Lagos and Abuja, there seems to be this fascination with tidying things up with contracts, and understandably so. That's because um, lots of wedding uh, vendors, wedding professionals, whatever it is you want to call yourself, have been involved in situations where uh, we had one set of expectations, they had other sets of expectations, and after delivery, those plenty of quarrel about um, who delivered what, if things were up to spec, and that's because we didn't have a defining document to say what uh, the specs are, what success looks like, and if things go south, what should you do to um, to redress. And so because of that, a lot of people place in Abuja and Lagos that I've run into, Maybe I should just stick to Abuja because I've been out of Lagos for, I think, close to seven years now. So maybe the mood has changed amongst the wedding vendors that um, I used to know back then. So a lot of emphasis is placed on contracts. Um, I've spoken at a few wedding uh, planning academies, and there's always that section on uh, contracts and paperwork, uh, people passing around um, templates that they think are supposed to solve problems. Well, first of all, let me give this uh, general um, caveat, this general warning. There is no magic bullet. There is no magic contract template that you're going to use that is going to solve any problem. For a number of reasons that we're going to get into in the future, but for now, if you're one of those contract people, <clears throat> disabuse your mind. You're not going to speak to Kilechi Amadi and get his contract, and because you're using his contract, everything will be fine. Or you're not going to go online and look for Jasmine Star or any celebrity uh, wedding photographer or celebrity planner in your space. You're not just going to take that template, use that in your process, and everything is going to be fine. Whatever template you find, things are going to have to be personalized. And um, this is one of the areas where I start ranting and I stand on my soapbox. How do you know how to personalize a contract or what you should emphasize or what should be important to you and for me it always ties back to the sales process if you have a well thought out sales process these are the people i'm trying to um, attract these are where i think i can find them when i find them this is how i think we should start conversations with them during conversations these are the important things to raise so that we can seal the deal after we seal the deal this is how we're going to execute and deliver and after delivery, this is how we're going to follow up to be sure there's not uh, that there are no loose ends and problems that we need to address. 
Now, when you have thought through all these processes and try to come up with a template for doing that, and of course you test it, market validation, that's really important for me. So you test it because you've been working on multiple brides and grooms. After a while, you find a pattern that begins to um, uh, that begins to emerge. So maybe in your practice, you find out that uh, time for delivery uh, becomes an issue for you and your clients. That's because normally you take uh, three weeks to deliver, or let's say three months. But you know people are used to one week delivery. They assume that one week or a matter of days would be okay, or maybe three weeks or whatever. So it's from that interaction that you're going to now find out that okay, these are the key things in your sales process that um, you have um, you have to hit, uh, to hit to make sure that um, you ha- you score a win. And so because of that, you'll now know that this is something in your contract template that you need to amend. But the bottom line is, it is sales process first over contract templates. For those of you who are getting ready to start the business anew, stop running around looking for magic contract templates online or from you know superstars and stuff like that. You will meet some people that do have a franchise model to their uh, business. For instance, Sue Bryce, um, celebrity should we call her a celebrity photographer? Well, photographer anyway, Australian lady, real good at what she does. Uh, as far as I know, she doesn't shoot weddings anymore, mostly portraits. But she has a franchise method for how she runs her business. And so if you're one of her disciples or one of her students, it's all tailor-made. She has a sales process that you're supposed to follow. And then, of course, there's, there are uh, contract templates and paperwork and everything that runs with that. So if you're with one of those kinds of setups, it's absolutely fine because they also have a sales process that has been created to run along with this as well. So you're not just um, moving around in the dark. But if you're not a part of this kind of setup and um, you're a wedding professional and you're just moving around reaching for contract templates, you'll find all kinds of templates that might end up even causing much more problems um, for you because there are some contract templates that have indemnification clauses uh, would not only say that if things go wrong, this is what I, the wedding photographer, is going to do to you to make it right with you, but also has provisions there like uh, in the event that one, two, three, and four happens, I, the wedding photographer, should be indemnified. And of course, that makes a lot of business sense. But the average person, our average bride and groom here in Nigeria, sees that and they think to themselves, what? They are expecting that if one, two, three, and four happens, that I should pay them money, even though I have already paid them for a service. And so something that shouldn't have been an issue before will now become um, an issue now because you have the bride call you up saying, you know, what do you mean by this indemnification clause? Please explain. And of course, you are not a lawyer. You have very little experience in the law. You are just fishing around for a contract template anyway. And then you have that uh, bewildered look and you're stammering and stuttering and you don't know what to say or what to do because you are looking for contract templates and, uh, okay, it's a contract, it's a template that has worked for A, B and C photographer and so they're extremely uh, popular and successful. So you figure it will work for you as well, but now you have this big where every time you send it out, an angry bride or groom is calling you back to say, what do you mean? I've already given you... 250k as deposit and you're saying that um 
and you're saying that uh, uh, if so 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 and so kind of accident happens and your lens crack, I will not have to pay you an additional 500k. What do you mean? In fact, give me back my deposit. I don't want to, you know, and all those kinds of scenarios. So for people who have those kinds of indemnification indemnification clauses in their contract, they have a sales process that anticipates those kinds of challenges and already works people through the whole um, process. So these are some of the reasons why I say um, sales process first. When you're done tidying up the sales process, you can worry about um, your, uh, um, your contracting and uh, what the other um, paperwork is going to be on the back end. I'm not saying these things are not important. Believe me, they are very important because we need to clarify expectations. But what we need to work on is our sales process first. So I've done more than 10 minutes and I'm going to leave it here. I still have a few more items uh, lined up about this topic that um, I'd like to talk about. So we'll get to that in other episodes. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I will catch you guys on the next episode.